0: Another Thigh Gap Thursday and you know that only means one thing, it means another Thigh Gap podcast. Hello and welcome everybody, my name is Bogus Noog and with me is my co-host Being Brute and as always we bring a message and the message is don't shoot the messenger. Brute, welcome back, yet another episode.
1: Bogus, you have no idea how excited I am to be back And recording this podcast with you.
0: So give me some idea. How excited are you?
1: Honestly, the idea is about how when you come down and we start recording and you suck up this whole energy in the room. Right. I feel like, why am I here? What is it that I am supposed to do with this guy? And then I realize it's not about bogus. Mm -hmm. It's not about brute. Mm-hmm. It's about what Thigh Gap has to speak to its audience.
0: And that gets you excited.
1: That gets me overly excited. It's close to orgasm.
0: <laughs> okay,
1: Don't be vulgar bogus. You too know, much. I'm, I'm talking about orgasm in a positive connotation.
0: Right. What is a negative connotation for orgasm then?
1: Uh, sexual, you know, connotations.
0: <laughs> that's a you know, you
1: can have like a mental orgasm. Have you never heard like foodgasm? Yeah, that's a foodgasm. Yeah. And then you heard food coma. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about.
0: Okay, anyways.
1: I don't know what is a word for exciting orgasm. Like the orgasm you get because of excitement of what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Is there a word for that?
0: Impending orgasm? <laughs> Imminent <laughs> orgasm? Anyways, too much information aside.
1: Yeah, I think we are digressing from the point.
0: Already, and it's uh, we've just started. A
1: trademark thigh gap.
0: <laughs> yeah, trademark thigh gap trade. But uh, yeah, but today, this week, um, don't shoot the messenger. Is don't
1: kill the messenger yes
0: the topic we've chosen yes and, and
1: go <laughs> no okay so i'm gonna ask you mm-hmm. a question it's a very very common knowledge i mean this phrase say, the phrase yeah, yeah, yeah don't kill the messenger mm. but why did we pick on this bogus what's your school of thought why do you think it's important to speak about
0: brood you know how nowadays everything is you know we're pretty much in clown world yeah which is up is down down is it's a is circus up. yeah it's an inversion of everything uh the way it was supposed to be
1: don't use big words inversion You lost me with inversion <laughs> you lost me with the last podcast title also
0: oh uh, the bathroom incubators yeah <laughs> like
1: I, we I thought we were having something simple, but then you used incubators, and I'm like what
0: uh, 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 what what is this see that's what is supposed to get people to click on it,
1: yeah, no, provided sir. it goes in front of people, yeah, but no, let's we are digressing again. Yeah,
0: like I said, how nowadays it's all up is down, down is up, you know, the way it was, the way things are supposed to be or how they were intended to be. Now it's completely reverse of that. The phrase don't shoot the messenger is popular because in the days of past, you know, the ancient
1: monarchical society.
0: Yeah, it used to be almost a mutual handshake between uh, even rival kingdoms. Yeah, where part of the etiquette, was that you would not harm a messenger from another um, realm or a kingdom, no matter how harsh the message was. You know, it was taken for granted that Just like how they had the whole etiquette around the court jester, Mm. you know, the jester is the only one in the courtroom that could really be blunt with the ruler in as many words and still they get a pass because that is the ruler's reality check. Yeah. They,
1: They have the wild card. Yeah. Yeah. They could do anything.
0: And the emperors allow that. Yeah. It takes some amount of maturity, I think, to allow something like that because if you are the ruler, if you are the emperor. Yeah. And you have. I am. I knew you would say that. Yeah. And if you had absolute power over your entire domain, then there is no reason for you to make allowances for this kind of arrangement. You Mm. know, one guy who trolls you all the time, pretty much, and that too in public, you know, and, and you allow for that, you feed this person similarly you have rival kings rival kingdoms and whenever words had to be exchanged obviously the king himself could not travel could not send like a whatsapp text or whatever yeah had to send somebody in person and so this person was like you know the embassy or ambassador and they could speak on behalf of that king Mm -hmm. so even if it were a common citizen of the enemy kingdom this person pretty much has diplomatic privileges yeah and so you would host this person and feed them look after them and take care of their journey back home yeah uh, even ensure that it is safe for them regardless of you know how stern the message the is or, that they harsh. Conquer, or harsh and it was taken for granted also that if any messenger was to be harmed that's pretty much a declaration of war mm-hmm. if you remember that movie 300 yeah you know the whole the big this is part" moment this is part. Yeah, where he kicks the guy into the pit. Yeah, the
1: the weirdest part was the Spartan having a Scottish accent with, because Gerard Butler was this is Sparta. Of course. Like Sean Connery <laughs> like being there.
0: This is Sparta. Yeah, it's a very bad uh, Sean Connery <laughs> accent.
1: But, no... Uh, uh, I mean, I'm not surprised, Mm. but the two questions that pop into my head, Mm. like off the bat, because I'm too smart. The first question is, did you ever wonder what kind of qualifications or what would be the job interview like for a messenger of a king? Mm. Because he has to delegate also, right? He has to kind of give the message, then give him... Like the king might ask him questions or I don't know, the ministers might ask him questions and the messenger had to like justify them. Yeah. Right. I mean, it wouldn't simply be like reading out a scroll, like how they show in movies. Mm. Right. Because even in that Sparta movie, that guy actually tries to reason with uh, King Archimedes. I don't know what is his name uh xerxes yeah xerxes and he says like it's it's good for you like he's trying to like validate
0: oh no, no, no xerxes was the persian king
1: no 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 i'm talking about the spartan king
0: gerard butler was uh, leonidas leonidas yeah
1: so when when the persian messenger comes mm. and gives the message it's not just like reading out the message and like no he just okay, comes and go.
0: gives a threat pretty much
1: of what the king has given right? Yeah yeah so there is some amount of validation or there's some amount of justification of the message too mm. There is a similar thing that happens. It's a much more simpler comical movie, which is uh, Narnia. Chronicles of Narnia. Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah. They send the prince as a messenger mm-hmm. to negotiate with the other kingdom or whatever. Mm. And he goes and wins. The idea was to win like a one-on-one battle rather than a full-fledged war. Okay. And obviously the message is not taken well by the opposition king. Mm. So he provokes him into accepting the duel, like the one-on-one duel. Mm-hmm. You know, Mm. so it kind of makes me wonder, what is the job qualification of a messenger? It's an interesting question. You can't avoid saying that.
0: I mean, you would say that because you're the one asking it.
1: Absolutely. I am my king. I am the king. I am the jester. Okay. I give myself myself the reality (laughs) checks. Right.
0: I mean, I'd have to imagine, first of all, it has to be great communication skills.
1: Yes. Off the bat, articulation. Negotiation. Negotiation. Diplomacy. Yeah. And probably a lot of understanding of the societal rules and engagement. Yeah. And not just their kingdom, but the opposition kingdom too. Yeah. So a good understanding of who is who and who is what. Right. I'm sure there is also a little homework of what are the personal likings, dislikings and all. Oh, yeah, for sure. Basically a sales guy in contemporary world. Mm. Right. Because when I was thinking about this, mm. right, and in my research bogus... Mm of what a messenger's qualification should be. Mm-hmm. I think every sales guy is basically a messenger. If you look at it in like a parallel sense.
0: I think sales guy makes sense because those are the people you want to kill on first sight. Yeah. Usually. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> just
1: want to like kick them out of the room. Like, this is not your company. Yeah, and then yeah. like, no sales
0: guys. And that's the reason why I guess they kept that rule in the first place. Hey, by the <laughs> way, touch. let's not, <laughs> yeah. you can't kill this guy. You can't yeah. touch. <laughs> So
1: like you kill this guy, we'll send you 10 other sales guys and you can't deal all of them at once. Yeah. The second piece of it will interest me is what you said is to come up with a rule like this, which is not to kill a messenger or not sh- shoot the messenger. Mm. I, I prefer not to kill the messenger, by the way, because it is timeless. Shooting yeah. the messenger is more like very contemporary. Yeah. Concept. Very gun specific. Yeah. So I, I think like not to kill the messenger, it makes more sense. Mm the the very idea of not to kill the messenger i think it has like you said it, it has so much of maturity yeah in multiple ways but the the first thing that hits me is you know how smart you have to be to realize that The guy who's talking is not the problem. Exactly. The problem is the brains behind it. Exactly. That's what I need to focus on. Right. Right. I mean, that's the whole point. Like, I don't get anything by dealing with this guy. He's not even the real juice.
0: Even more than smart, I would say wise.
1: Yeah, wise. You know? I mean, synonyms.
0: No, because it's not a synonym. There is a distinction. No, it's not. But (laughs) (laughs) it's wise in a way where nowadays when we get into arguments, Mm -hmm. you know, we have to remind ourselves that, don't argue the person but try to argue the point yeah you know try not to get personal because that's not the objective of your argument yeah you're supposed to argue the point yeah and to its merits or demerits yeah so yeah it it takes certain amount of wisdom to actually uh, come up with that uh, to
1: i think to implement and execute it yeah and even more so to accept that root concept that it's not the person, it's not the tone, it's not the language, it's the intent, mm. you know, it's the merit of where it is coming from. Right. But how dumb have we become? You know, I mean, it is such an age old knowledge. Yeah. I'm sure this must be happening since bygones. Yeah. yeah. And now we do exactly opposite. It, it has almost become a convention. The convention back then was not to kill the messenger. The convention right now is the first guy who opens his trap, shut him up.
2: Yeah. Right? pretty much yeah
1: and i mean that only kind of indicates that we have become dumber than what we were In Yeah. understanding the dynamics of conversation or what do you call it diplomacy whatever you call it, bureaucracy whatever you call it right it just shows that we become so dumb that we we are acting directly against the fundamentals of having a constructive conversation yeah at, at the bare minimum if i can say so
0: yeah and now it's become like the priority is more Let's take care of, and I'm using air quotes. (laughs) This is like
1: the mafia language.
0: Yeah. Let's uh, put a lid. (laughs) Yeah. Take care of. uh, Drop the hat. The indication of the problem, Hmm. and let's hope that the problem goes away. You know, it's
1: not even hope. I think it's almost like. That will make the problem disappear. Yeah, that
0: will make the problem disappear or I don't want to deal with this problem. So let me just uh, kill the first thing that, you know, indicates that there is a problem.
1: It's a funny thing you say that because this is observed at an individual level to a group level to a country level to a, a race level. Yeah, yeah you know the reason i say that is i met one guy so he had this eating disorder mm. okay not a disorder but he's some who, he's someone who loves food mm. and that was you know he knew that it's not like a, it's not a good thing right right now you can replace food with anything that is with your imagination mm-hmm. and his solution was not to worry about the repercussion. Okay. And he felt that that would solve his problem of whatever was happening to him physically or mentally. Oh, okay. You know, it's basically like, for example, I'm a smoker. And I'm like, Oh, you know what, if I don't think about lung cancer, yeah, then I'm okay with smoking. Exactly. You know, yeah. yeah. And it's an attitude, right? Yeah. And it's dangerous. Mm. And the same thing goes to like, at a race level, also, mm. you know, oh, it's okay if I don't worry about what will happen hundred years later to our race. Then you yeah, know, I'm good. Yeah. And it also ties back to one of those concepts that you said, like you take out accountability, and people will do whatever the fuck yeah, they're yeah, asked yeah. to do, right? Yeah, yeah. And that is a scary proposition, and it all trickles from this simple fundamental of don't kill the source of, you know, don't kill the messenger. Mm. In another way, is like, I mean, respect the source right. from where you're getting information and then you can sit and cross the bridge of how do you solve the problem Mm. but we are doing it completely as backwards yeah we kill the source yeah like right up there and we give it fancy names like bad influence yeah unnecessary commitment
0: Mm. yeah it reminds me of uh, mario Puzo's the godfather Mm. the book in which don corleone the character is famously known to have to always insist on getting the bad news first. Yeah. Like if there's any bad news, he has to hear it as soon as possible. That's a rule yeah. in his particular mafia family. Right. Imagine if you have such a rule and I mean, such a rule would not be possible if you were to react negatively to the messenger. Yeah. Right. Like who in your uh, mafioso family would feel brave enough to come to you with bad news Yeah. if they knew that you didn't have the maturity enough to focus on the problem Yeah. rather than the person who is bringing it. Yeah and you mentioned bad influence is literally what happened to me in my own life Hmm. like in my schooling days there was an instance where you know like how in school especially I'm talking about boarding school
1: never been to one so
0: so in in a boarding school you're pretty much isolated right so your world is that particular that pretty much the
1: you're covid trained
0: you're yeah (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. So your world is completely limited and whatever goes on there, it's like, uh, yeah, there's a saying, it goes something like, it takes one in an island or something like that. I mean, one person in an island gets sick. Hmm. That pretty much means the entire island is at risk or something like that. Hmm. So that was kind of the world, or that is kind of the world in boarding schools that are, you know, completely isolated from...
1: I think it was for the leprosy or something Your homestead.
0: I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. So... In the boarding school, we used to have our uh, lecturers also stay with us, you know, in the uh, residential buildings. And as you would expect, some of those lecturers were, some were psychotic, you know, some were friendly, some were kind of naughty, aloof. But then some were known to be close to the boys, Mm. you know, like some uh, lecturers were so friendly that the boys always felt like they could trust them with whatever was going on and Mm. that they would understand almost like a big brother kind of relationship. So we had one such guy and uh, I happened to notice something that was quite troubling to me that was going on. Mm. I want to get into specifics, but... And it shook me enough. You know, I was quite young. It shook me enough when I saw it that I thought I need to tell this to someone. And it's not going to help by just talking to my classmates about it. Because even among them, there were only a few I could trust. And those guys already knew about this stuff. Hmm. And they were powerless, as powerless as I was. Right. So I wanted to maybe affect some change. And so I thought maybe this is where I could trust someone in a position of authority. And so I took this lecturer into confidence hmm. because you know we had that impression that he was a big brother kind of a guy. He would understand and all that. So I took him into confidence and I explained to him in detail like what I observed, what I saw, and I didn't spare anything in my description. Right, I which I can,
1: I can, I can imagine that.
0: Yeah, and I was like very uh, accountant-like about <laughs> it. You know, I was not getting too excited, too. Um, emotional my priority was that this is the person who can help me in this situation and so I need to provide information with as much transparency as I can yeah and so I recounted whatever I saw in complete detail he just listened to me and he said all right it's good that you brought this up to my attention and uh, don't worry I'll uh, look into this you go back and you know sleep take it easy take it easy I'll take care of it
1: yeah You've done a good job, boy. Yeah. Those kind of words.
0: So I felt like, uh, I felt light. You know, like a burden was lifted off. Yeah. Someone at least listened to me and they can do something about it. And we all had a very positive impression about the guy. Yeah. But then I found out later that this guy started going to my close circle Mm. behind my back and he started interrogating them. He started bullying them into stopping associating with me. Mm. You know, he was saying like, why would you associate with this guy? You can't believe the things he talks about like this guy actually was offended Hmm. that I could speak to him so openly not to him so openly that I could put it in words Hmm. what I saw Hmm. without (laughs) any hesitation it's as if if you see a serial killer, yeah. who's not just a serial killer, but he likes to... And, you know, I'm not going overboard because there have been real-life instances of this in the US. There have been serial killers who don't just like to kill and be done with it. Hmm. They like to do stuff yeah. with the bodies.
1: Naughty. Be naughty.
0: Not only be naughty, they like to cook them. All the kind I mean, of stuff. I mean, like, yeah, okay. Yeah, store mm. them in the fridge. Let and them go. Yeah. Yeah. And so it goes to that crazy extent in this particular example. And so... Imagine if you saw that, you wanted to report that to the police, right? The cops. Yeah. And there you go and you shy away from describing what's going on because it is too indecent or something. Hmm. Imagine if you describe it to the cops and they say, oh my God, how could you actually say that with your mouth? <laughs> you know, how could you say such blasphemous things yeah. and they throw you in jail? Yeah. That's pretty much what happened to me. This guy got offended that I could freely just describe what I saw. Mm -hmm. without having any hesitation and he completely ignored what i reported to him about instead he chose to focus on this
1: do you think it comes from i mean that kind of behavior Mm. okay good example Mm. by the way well described four points to you thank you but what I get curious about is where does that kind of behavior come from does it come from insecurity does it come from incompetence of not being able to face the challenge Mm. like where does that kind of behavior I mean the reason I'm curious about it is in my theory if we figure that out Mm. we might figure out the current convention of killing the messenger Mm -hmm. because this is this seems to be a norm yeah right yeah and you see that in corporates you were mentioning school yeah i've i've experienced that in college Mm -hmm. where you know like the whole uh scent of a woman thing you know you don't snitch just because somebody higher up the authority is asking you to Mm -hmm. you know and because you didn't Suddenly, the whole focus is on you. Now, it's no more about the person who was initially, who the system had a problem with. Right. Suddenly, it's not the problem of misbehavior or hanky-panky or anything. Right. Suddenly, the whole focus is this guy didn't snitch. Mm. You know, that's the system. The system is focusing on we don't have enough snitches. Mm. And that troubled me more. And I'm like, you are telling me that you have a problem with me because... I chose not to go by your rules and stick to my principles. So this behavior, right? This this whole attitude Mm. of forcing or bullying or cornering people Mm. into you know, I don't know, in the name of good again, mm. right? That, that's, that's like the whole mantra Yeah, yeah, yeah. in the name of good. Yeah. The you are not good. doing this. I don't know. What is the fuck? What the fuck is a greater good? My world is not that big. Yeah. My world is about like five people around me mm. in college, right? Right. Or 20 people around, whatever. Mm. I don't think this particular world is being disturbed or is disturbing the whole system. Yeah. Either it's genuinely doing that. Mm. If it is so, I don't see that happening. Or you don't have enough bad examples to motivate the rest of the system. Mm-hmm. You need one villain, right? It's like a Gunda Ranachaya types. Yeah, yeah. So if you don't find any, then you're trying to create one. Mm. It almost felt like that.
0: Okay. I mean, you,
1: you know what I, where I'm coming from?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think to answer that question, we probably can look at some of the other examples because then maybe we can see what is common.
1: Hmm, okay. You're going to give an example or you want me to give an example? I'll give an example. Okay, shoot.
0: The whole thing with whistleblowers. In society, yeah, so we have whistleblowers, um, at a very high level, right? Um, like you have uh, Snowdon. Snowden, you have uh, Assange, even bigger yeah. than Snowden, I would say, is Julian Assange,
1: yeah, the WikiLeaks guy, the
0: WikiLeaks guy, yeah. And immediately after what he put out, the focus became we need to get this guy. Yeah. You know, it's not about what he's saying and why that's so troubling. The public, meanwhile, anti-establishment. Yeah. The public, meanwhile, is extremely concerned and troubled by the content of his, you know, (laughs) disclosure. But, The powers or the authorities are not focusing on that at all. They are more concerned about, okay, where has he gone? Does that country have an extradition treaty (laughs) to the US or something? Can we get him from here? What What
1: more information he has? Yeah,
0: what can we do to get him uh, to a trial in our country and all that? The entire focus is going towards that. At a slightly lower level of whistleblower than that is, off late, you've had a few whistleblowers come out from uh, big tech in Silicon Valley.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm not following this. Uh,
0: so it it has happened. So you've had uh, whistleblowers come out of Google. You've had whistleblowers come out of Facebook. Hmm. Coming out and saying how the company's inner workings. Oh, uh, yeah. The, especially related to social media.
1: The Cambridge Analytics and all of that. Cambridge Analytica is yeah. one part of it. Yeah.
0: But uh, it's more to do with social media like Twitter, etc. All these companies. Influencing you. Yeah. How are they doing social engineering through yeah. the algorithms and all that stuff. And again, when it comes to those whistleblowers, right? The immediate reaction is not about the problem so much. Yeah. I mean, the the organizations that these people come out against, they don't seem to feel any compulsion to come out and make a statement, you know, discounting or discrediting this person. Rather, they'll just quietly go behind the curtain. Yeah. And try to just ruin their lives. Yeah. Yeah. They they won't get hired anywhere. Their life is fucked. Their life is basically
1: fucked. Yeah, that's an interesting thing because, and this is where I'm coming to, right? This Mm. is connecting to the previous point where you don't react to it it's the problem is solved yeah you know and it's almost like i mean all this me too movement also mm. right the whole media is like oh you've been accused uh, how come you're not giving any sentence right and there's another school of thought which says that why should he react if he has not done anything by reacting it almost shows that you know he might be feeling guilty yeah or he must be feeling uh, responsible or he might have done it yeah, yeah if he reacts that means he has done it and i'm like no i don't think that's how it goes the fact that we need to know both sides of the stories Mm -hmm. is why that person has to talk it's not about whether he's defending or negating or categorically apologizing it's not about that Mm. it's about for us as a neutral party to hear both sides of the stories yeah otherwise what are you making a judgment on yeah it's not a fair judgment so so that attitude again right where you are almost morally policing saying that oh if you speak that means you are guilty Mm. oh if you're not speaking that means you're not guilty that's why you're not speaking Uh, that's it's stupid idea
0: yeah and on the other side of it when you know these people who come out with these me too allegations hmm. they say that they've always been very scared to come out and say it yeah part, that's why they
1: waited for like 30 years 25 yeah, yeah. years and
0: all. a part of that reason I mean invalid cases hmm. you know because me too uh, you know it's been we, it's overblown yeah I mean, like, it's not all we'll wrong. do an episode <laughs> No, <laughs> <laughs> everything
1: but, that we can't <laughs> answer we're like Monty Python everything that we can't answer in this yeah. episode we'll do an episode <laughs> That's our standard answer.
0: But of the valid cases there as well, the reason why they feel scared is again because of this phenomenon. Treatment
1: of... Killing the messenger. Killing the messenger. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. The damage of killing the messenger is much more than actually the other way around. Yeah. You don't kill the messenger. And that's a knowledge I don't think we
0: have. I mean, we've seen how it goes or how it works in the case of whistleblowers. Yeah. You know, where pretty much if you're going to be a whistleblower at that level, even at a corporate level, you're sacrificing yourself. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's the, a it's a known thing. Like it's imagine a the level
1: of frustration or dejection that person must be having yeah. to actually say that now you know what I don't give a fuck if I get killed or not yeah. I need to go out and speak about it Yeah, there must be some degree I mean we all have that degree of I can hold it I can hold it I can hold it yeah. fuck I can't hold it anymore I have to go tell it to people yeah. and if you look at the scale of things that are happening these whistleblowing have changed the global perception mm. or at least that was the intent it didn't change I guess it's still the same but at least the intent was to you know give a global awareness mm. and you do it something at a local level you're crucified yeah now imagine doing it at a global level you can only exponentially increase the crucifixion effect yeah yeah and still they went ahead and did it that means we need to first sit and understand that oh shit this guy must have seen so much of darkness
0: exactly it's a it's a two layered uh, message that's coming out yeah the first message is of course the content of their disclosure yeah and how bad it is or whatever the second layer is imagine if knowing the consequences Hmm. this person still chose to come out yeah imagine how bad it must really be yeah and for how long it's probably been going on yeah you know yeah that's the second underlying message there
1: it is just about us who are receiving the message technically Hmm. why are we not emphasizing or pushing it more right you know that is my problem my problem is more like I'll give you an example like when you know something is going wrong we often tend to not do anything about it Yeah. even at our scale mm-hmm. I don't know why is that thinking and I'm guilty of that too it's yeah, not yeah. that I'm preaching it and
0: if we were not guilty of it too like we'd be on the streets right now about something Or the, I mean there are millions of problems yeah, yeah. that affect all of us Yeah. we'd be out there you know doing something about it
1: yeah and I'm generally out only when I'm out of smokes
0: yeah we're doing a podcast <laughs>
1: <laughs> inside <laughs> but yeah i mean it, it is um it is something that we need to think about as a group yeah. without any cadre without like hierarchy we all have to rethink how do we inculcate the concept of not killing the messenger
0: you lost me at as a group because i have no faith in groups you know it's like we are completely useless when it comes to groups
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're the most dysfunctional group yeah ever ever
0: like the worst kind of things come to the surface first.
1: With the fact that we are not even as efficient as a bunch of ants. Yeah. Should, we should spit at ourselves. Like.
0: Yeah, that tells you. Everything. Yeah, a lot. And when you look at the corporate sphere, you know, the same, how does this thing play out? What I've observed in my experience, and I'm sure you have your own account of this, but what I've observed in my experience is if you notice that there is actually a problem Mm. which is buried under the surface like skeletons in the closet like many layers deep yeah and as usual you would find people around you at the workplace discuss only the superficial you know surface level stuff yeah but you know that actually the root of this entire thing is somewhere deeper and you want to bring their attention to it because your hope is that that will get the light bulb going like everyone have like oh yeah of course this is it let's work together and let's fix the root cause but how it turns out is when you bring up that thing hmm. people tend to have a unpleasant reaction more often than not to that when you actually point out that <laughs> yeah you know there's a much deeper thing i know what you're talking about and they react negatively or they have an unpleasant reaction or
1: absolute indifference
0: that or what i've seen in my case is they just say okay yeah that sounds interesting why don't you do it you know why don't you take it up now in terms of you know ownership and in terms of giving credit where it's due, in an idealistic world, that seems like a great thing to do. Like the person who brought up the problem yeah. must be smart enough to tackle the problem. Yeah. So why don't we make them the head of this problem-solving effort yeah. so that they can fix the problem for us? But unfortunately, it's not done in that vein. Yeah. The way it is done is, why don't you do it? And that's it. Yeah. It's never like, do you want to fix it? Why don't you fix it? Tell me what resources you need. Just tell me everything you need. I'll go even basic. I'll I'll put myself behind you, you know, to support yeah, your effort. I, it's never like that.
1: I, I'll go even basic. You don't ask the messenger for a solution. It should the be first, that simple. Yeah. The first and foremost thing. Like, somebody has identified a problem yeah okay and it's it any ecosystem Mm. if they have identified the problem and they have come up to you Mm. who is a superior Mm. the convention is that you have a better understanding because you have the bird's eye view yeah so you should be knowing That if the problem exists at a particular place, Mm -hmm. then it's a particular resource Mm -hmm. or person or whosoever it is, is the person who's responsible to solve that problem. You know what I
0: mean? No, exactly. I agree. Because a good leader would understand that there always are different people with different strengths. Yeah. You know, some some people might be good at identifying problems, but there might be other people who are good at fixing problems. Yeah. So uh, if someone brings up a problem to you and if you immediately throw the problem back at them, now that person is not free anymore to identify any other problems.
1: It's not just that. It's also about there's nothing constructive coming out of it. Yeah. In fact... On the contrary, it might be counterproductive.
0: It is counterproductive.
1: Right. And that's the thing that I hate most is, oh, because you've identified the problem, I'm sure you even might have thought of something to do about it. Yeah. And you're like, no. <laughs> like, no, I did. All I realized is there is a problem here. Yeah. And I thought, you know, you would be interested in knowing that this is what is happening.
0: Yeah, because you have more experience. Not just that, you're responsible. You're also the responsible. Simple
1: as a messenger, my simple funda is: you are responsible for this whole shit. You're paying me, right? And you're paying me for something completely different, right? So I thought because this comes under your purview, I thought it is good to like bring it to your notice. Mm. Now what you do with it is not my headache, right? Technically, that's my mindset, that's my attitude, right? How they twist it around is: oh, you're not taking ownership, yeah, you and- know? Oh, you're not being accountable. Oh, you you're not being a team player. Yeah, I'm not supposed to do all that. The other things that I'm doing, the fact that I bought it up Mm. is the fact that, you know, I'm a team player.
0: And, you know, even if we take what you described as scenario A, where you just... Wanted to bring up the problem, you had no intention of, of fixing it or you had no idea of fixing it. Yeah. Now there is scenario B where you not only brought up the problem, but you could also fix it mm. and you could actually also yeah. solve it. Yeah. But then what they do is this is another clever thing that they do, sort of like not responding to whistleblowers, you yeah. know. Which is just throw it back at you. Yeah. Yeah. Let me I, take a look at it. Why don't you do it? You yeah. Know, why don't you do it? It's yeah. never like, hey. It's a great thing you did. Yeah. Tell me what you need to fix it. Yeah. I You have my full support. I'll bat for you uh, in front of other senior leaders or whatever. Let's make a full effort of it. Tell me what you need in terms of resources or whatever. It's never like that. Yeah. So why don't you do it? Because they know that when you really point out something deep, it takes a lot of effort. It's to actually, overhauling the whole thing. It- and it takes a lot of effort and resources to fix it. Yeah. So if they just throw the whole thing at you, they are already setting you up to fail. Yeah. And they know that. You know, and that's this the sly thing that they do.
1: Yeah, this is, th- these are the unfortunate things. Yeah. And it troubles me. It troubles me more often than not, actually, if I think about it.
0: Yeah, it's it's connected to this, I don't know, it's like a passive-aggressive kind of behavior. like Or escapism. Escapism, you know, like you don't want... I to, see escapism. Yeah, you can't call a spade a spade yeah and you're scared or like you said insecurity or incompetence it's a whole mixture of all of that yeah it's a concoction of concoction all the of negative
1: that. adjectives yeah with respect to productivity I don't know what it is with respect to
0: <laughs> but so you have an example we talked about in the school level then yeah. there's the college level
1: yeah and there's a global level there's a
0: global whistleblower level yeah and now there's a corporate level which we experience regularly yeah what is common If you had to pinpoint a few things, why, why has this gone completely upside down from a time where everyone shook hands like, Hey, we will not kill the messenger, you know, we'll feed them and we'll focus on the message we won't focus on the messenger so much we'll ensure their safety and doing them any harm is like an act of war hmm. to now it's more about sweeping the problem under the carpet or trying to behave like it doesn't exist by killing the messenger the first thing hmm. just shoot put a lid drop the hat yeah, lay him with the
1: fishes Yeah, um, there are multiple things that are going but I can't really pinpoint it to one thing or two things but it's a string of characteristics that I feel are responsible for it mm-hmm. and one of the first thing that comes to my head is integrity I think again for the audio
0: listeners I just raised my eyebrows
1: yeah <laughs> again as as a civilization yeah we lost integrity
0: I think you hit the nail right on the head that's why yeah. I reacted like that because integrity is absolutely I feel
1: is the root of at, all good traits. Yeah, it's at the very bottom yeah. of this shit. And this is something that is coming out of my personal experience and I'll tell you how. I used to deal with corporates mm. for, you know, what they call as employer branding. Mm. Now, employer branding, I don't know if you know what is employer branding. Mm.
0: Okay, a vague idea but Okay. Why don't so you basically,
1: it? employer branding is, you know how every company spends a lot of money to create a certain image. Yeah. So they'll they'll chalk down these are our principles. Yeah, yeah, yeah these are our vision etc yeah. etc cetera, et cetera. so all that messaging has to go out to the public mm. which will excite them to be a part of that organization right so that's the basic funda yeah. right now employer branding initially only used to happen within the organization mm. if for you're on board retention for retention for primarily induction more okay. than anything else okay. it is to make you understand you know, make you feel a part of the organization. Mm. So they would call out a few value systems and blah, blah, blah. It's all micro societies. basically. One of the common thing I kept coming across when in the course of working with different corporates is one of the principles that we have or one of the values that we really believe in Mm. is integrity. Oh, yeah. Right. Always. And it's a commonality. Commonality, And then would come like ownership, blah, 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 all the new age terms. Yeah. And every company had a different, definition for integrity mm. and it amused me i'm like okay what do you mean by integrity
0: don't sell our uh, secrets yeah, like it's <laughs> to basically our competitors. Pretty yeah, it's, that it's pretty much don't steal office equipment yeah it's yeah. it's
1: pretty much like be ethical yeah. be blah blah no those are completely different yeah but what do you mean by integrity mm. and that used to kind of really confuse me you know saying that nobody is actually hitting the core of what integrity is
0: they're using it like a brand name
1: or yeah, something yeah they're using it because i don't know it's an easy word it like, i don't know why they are using it mm. and i believe that has like exponentially grown i don't know when this problem of integrity started mm. but we don't talk about integrity today as the real integrity the real no. integrity no we, right? don't. we don't talk about where integrity comes from
0: it's problematic nowadays to talk about that yeah
1: right yeah and i think that is where we've we lost sight of the concept of going for the merit, you yeah. know, going for the intent, yeah, the concept of don't judge a book by its cover, you know, all these things, mm. right? For me, the one prime thing is I think we lost a lot of integrity as individuals and that just compounded into as a civilization, we lost integrity and that's where the downfall started.
0: And there was a time way back when you know we didn't have technology. We, it was a different. We don't world. know that. But I mean, the recent
1: study, this not the, that the, the ancients. No, no, not that old. Okay. I'm just saying in the middle something. Okay. Okay, uh, But uh, the yeah. known history. The
0: known history. We have a time when, you know, they were not as advanced as we are today in terms yeah. of materialistic, whatever things that we have. But at least they had the integrity that we will not shoot the messenger. We will keep a court jester, you know, whose very purpose is unpleasant.
1: These are basically positive reinforcements, right?
0: But How is that positive?
1: Why I feel having a court jester mm. to be a positive reinforcement as an outcome mm. Is when you're at a stage of power, mm. okay, then you eventually attract a lot of yes men. Yeah. You need a reality check. Yeah. So you need that one guy who's not uh, amused by your power, who's not attracted to your wealth, mm. but he's treating you as just another person.
0: Yeah, he doesn't sniff your farts. Right? He yeah. doesn't sniff your farts. Mm. So
1: basically, a jester, Tenari Ramakrishna did that to someone, Sri Krishna Devarayal, I guess. Yeah. So you had always that one guy. I think the really smart leaders always had that one reality check which is why i call that having a positive reinforcement
0: okay so it's a positive reinforcement in that world where integrity actually exists exists
1: yeah again once again this is with the kind i think it goes hand in hand the very fact that you you are able to put that Mm. person tells that you are a person who has integrity yeah if you have a gesture who's being killed every day and there's a new gesture coming yeah just because you don't like him making fun of you or, you know, giving you the realistic picture, then there is no integrity there.
0: And, you know, back then, they also had certain stigma around uh, going against these practices. Like, if a king killed a messenger from a rival kingdom, hmm. people would actually use that as a slur against them. Hmm. That, oh, what kind he of killed. a king you are, you yeah. just kill, kill the messenger, people. like right. you went against our social norms. Right. So, even if the messenger died, you know, whatever happened that king would never be able to remove that mark of his back. Yeah. You know, that he went against uh, a thing of integrity. He yeah. went against the agreed upon norms. Yeah. Now, nowadays we have nothing. Yeah. like Yeah. That.
1: And that's, that's the, I think that's where it all starts. Then comes a lot of other things. The concept of like we discussed, right? Escapism. Yeah. You don't want to face the problem. Yeah. As long as I don't know about the problem, I'm fine. Yeah. So the moment somebody exposes the problem, you cut that source, mm. you know,
0: yeah, I think, um, I don't think I want to go any further than integrity. You know, as far as this topic goes, I think that absolutely hits the nail on the head. The real reason for all of this is a degradation of Integrity, yeah, absolute loss of definition, loss of the meaning, the real meaning of that word, and maybe in the future, you know, if we want to expand on this, we'll do another uh, episode. Like on this.
1: I said, every question that we can't answer in this episode mm-hmm. is a new episode.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, for our listeners out there, what do you think is, or what, what other aspects do you think you know are the driving factors behind this upside-down word bullshit? Uh, that we're looking at which is you know you just practically just playing uh, shoot the messenger like whack-a-mole as soon as one guy comes up with a problem he just you boop. Boop, put him down and but the
1: one time they should have actually killed a messenger mm. was the guy who created his whole valentine's day <laughs> Yeah, that one idiot who had to like sacrifice himself to i don't know like snitch yeah not snitch sorry to bring a king and queen or a prince or princesses together Garners. I mean like... Do you know the story?
0: I don't even believe those stories.
1: No, but do you know the story of why they celebrate Valentine's Day on Feb, Feb 14th?
0: The hallmark has to send little greeting cards. That's the business side of it. Yeah.
1: Basically, there were these two random kingdoms mm-hmm. who were rivals mm-hmm. and somehow... Like in every other fictitious story, the prince fell in love with the princess. They have to, yeah, of course. And the princess fell in love with the prince. Right. So, long story short, the kingdoms were about to get into a war. Mm. And the princess thought that the prince is also involved in this whole shit. Mm -hmm. So, she doesn't stop her father or whatever. Mm -hmm. And the prince is thinking the same. Mm -hmm. So, then finally, the princess things of right, like, because women are sensible. Right. She writes a message or some shit and sends this guy saying that, go as fast as you can and never stop. Mm -hmm. Don't stop till you actually deliver this Mm -hmm. letter to the the prince or Mm -hmm. the king or whatever. And it's a heartfelt letter of, you know, we can come together because, you know. Let's be friends. Let's be friends. Right. I like your guy. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. So this idiot doesn't stop and he runs till like the king's throne or whatever, Mm -hmm. the moment he delivers, he faints and he dies. Oh. Okay, because he's been running for whatever days. Right. And hence the whole... con. And the guy... Yeah, the messenger's name... Mm. was valentine oh, okay and hence you know it's valentine's day it's it's the day where lovers will profess their love to each other and celebrate their you know whatever the fuck they do mm. and and then like you said how ha- hallmark made it a huge event and then you know the diamond companies <laughs> the yeah. jewelry companies who all like come together and have a huge party potato potato. if they would have killed that guy Mm. the moment they saw him running from a distance Mm. they things would have been a lot more easier for guys you said the anxiety and the pressure that they feel on valentine's day no guy would have felt it today
0: you said women are you know sensible when she wrote that letter Mm. but i think what she probably might have written is why do we need to, you know, go on go to war and make it so literal? If you want to be enemies, yeah. let's just become family relatives instead. <laughs> yeah. And we'll just bitch about each other and backstab each other. And we can have fun till we die. Yeah. You know, why just yeah. one day end it all on yeah. the field? Um, you guys have no idea. Like yeah. you can do this for years. Yeah. There is more to this than you think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's just be- become family.
1: Yeah. Then we can fight. Because like you saying Actually, it might be true because mm-hmm. I don't know if, the, if they got married after that or not. Yeah. So, the story abruptly ends when this guy dies. Mm-hmm. And then they immediately say like... So, the moral of the story is Valentine has delivered the message, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Happy Valentine's Day. That's the one messenger they should have killed.
0: But he died himself. I mean, they sh- before he gave the before message. Before he gave the message. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Like they should have shot him from the distance. Yeah. So
0: with that twist to the episode mm-hmm. um hypocrisy <laughs> <laughs> Write into us at mindthighgap at gmail.com or you mm-hmm. can follow us on our socials and DM us on Twitter. We are at thygap, Instagram at underscore gap, And uh, let us know, apart from integrity, if there were any other aspects that you felt would be relevant to this whole don't shoot the messenger or don't kill the messenger thing that we're actually seeing. Or actually give nowadays. us
1: instances where it's justified to kill the messenger.
0: Yeah, or, uh, not or, and in your personal life you know if there are any stories or examples like we related a few mm-hmm. where you notice this uh thing to be happening yeah those would be helpful as well so with we that, can
1: form a cult in a bathroom over the guys who don't kill the messengers
0: yep and with that the message for the day is thigh gap subscribe and share and share hey thanks for listening You can follow this podcast on Spotify to get notified of new episodes every Thursday. We're also on Apple Podcasts for those of you who have partaken in the forbidden fruit. If you liked what you heard, leave us a 5-star rating and a comment. Say anything like, the quick brown fox jumped over the lazy dog. A rating and a comment really helps us out. It's free, and I'm told, that's a great price. But enough about us, huh? Tell us about yourself leave us a comment. Our Twitter is at ThighGap and we are underscore thigh gap on Instagram.